What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Commuting Chef Podcast. It's been a minute since we've um, done a podcast episode, but we're back. It's no longer the Commuting Chef Podcast. I am no longer at that previous job that I was at, but we're going to keep the name just for the sake of the sake of the podcast. Uh, like I said, it's been a minute. Um, we haven't been on this podcast in... Lord... Shit, the last episode was 2019, doggy. It's been a year. I just happened to log into my my server for the where I'm hosting this shit at. Damn, I mean, it got it picked up traction out of nowhere. Got a good, got a couple views, couple downloads and whatnot. So if we're uh, we're bad about it, let's get back to this. So, anyways, this episode, this series is gonna be called the Opening Diaries. Um, with this one, I'm going to talk about what it's like to open up a restaurant, even though uh, I opened up a new a new spot. So we're going to talk about the process, the, the, the thought process behind stuff and all that good stuff. We'll touch base on other things like the Rona and how that affected stuff. Um, but yeah, so let's see, I, start, I opened up a 100 seat uh, spot. I have a, it's not the biggest kitchen in the world, but, you know, it's not the biggest kitchen in the world, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good kitchen. So, uh, let's see what happened, what did we do day one? So the kitchen's built, we ordered all the small wares. That wasn't, that, that wasn't too hard. I mean, um, yeah, so we ordered the small wares. We got all our pots and pans in house. Um, just a lesson for you guys to know, make sure when you guys are opening up your kitchen, if you're not, if you're, if you're not going to do the sourcing yourself, you're going to get a th- consulting group to help you out. Double check the, double check the stuff. Cause I came in after everything was bought. I didn't, I wasn't there for the beginning of it. I came in after everything was bought as the chef. Um, so now. I have to deal with whatever the previous people bought. So, um, yeah. So, double check when your when your restaurant consulting group or whatever the case may be gives you the list of stuff that they got you. Look it over. Ask questions like, why are we getting this? Don't just buy forty seven thousand dollars worth of shit, and you know, <laughs> because uh, yeah. The stuff that they bought, my guy, um, was uh, not 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 the best. All right, let me just say that. It's not that it wasn't the best. They just this owner, bless his soul, he just bought a lot of dumb shit like that he didn't have to fucking buy. Feel me? Um, you know he didn't have to buy what he bought. He could have bought. Take, for instance, instance, he bought some, he bought a bunch of dish racks that you don't need. Like, they didn't have the cups that fit said dish racks. So, it was at least 15 dish racks that we don't need. Um, yeah, so, I was like, come on, man. Uh, when it comes to nonstick pans, rest a you rot. When it comes to nonstick pans, Stick to, um, 
when you're buying nonstick pants, okay, only buy nonstick for um what's it called? For eggs and, and fish. If you're gonna do I mean you don't even need it for fish, but if you're gonna buy nonstick just for eggs, alright? Don't buy fourteen inch, ten inch, twelve inch freaking um nonstick pants because you can't you just can't work with those. Like if you're gonna be cooking, let's say chicken to order with a pan sauce to order, like let's say you're not gonna get like sauce, you're not gonna have a big batch of sauce, you're gonna cook it. That chicken dish requires it to be a pan sauce. Get freaking um get aluminum stainless steel pans for that. Don't freaking get nonstick pans for that because the sauce won't bind. I don't know why, but it just won't. Okay, so like I said, they bought a bunch of stuff. So again, whatever. I just I'm working with what I got. But like I said, uh, so when I came in, you know, I had to set up the vendors. I had to set up like you know, Coke machine, juice machine, coffee machine, all that stuff. You know, that wasn't hard, but it was hard, and it wasn't hard because of what I'm working in, it's not a traditional restaurant. So it's the the licensing, all that crap. It's a little different. Then it would be like a normal restaurant. Like so, when I set up Coke, they were like, "Oh, do you have your resale um, license, or are you gonna be able to send, like, I guess, sell like from their fountain, like sell, I don't know, like 84 servings a day and all this shit." I'm like, "Bro, that's that's not. This isn't like a traditional restaurant. It's uh, something else, a different type of kitchen." But once you got all that figured out, I was like. It was easy, you know, they had to, like, at some places that I worked at, we keep the soda boxes, like, in the kitchen, like, right under the machine, but we couldn't do that here. We had to, um, we had to, what's it called, um, we had to make sure it was in, uh, I had to take it to the dry storage room, which was, like, not super close, but not super far, and then from there, we... I had to, what's it called? Um, we had to freaking. I had to get that put in there, and then after that, we had to get the. I had to get the. Um, all the lines had to go in there. So, I mean, luckily, the company that came out and did the work, they did it nice and clean, and it wasn't like shitty work, you know? So, you know, that wasn't, it was pretty, it was pretty simple. And so when I had to do, so they had to set that up. Then we had to set up the machine, the Coke machine, or the coffee machine. So I had to call a bunch of vendors and um, I had to call a bunch of vendors and we had to freaking, I had to call, get pricing. And, you know, it was just, it was not easy sometimes. I was like, what the hell, man? Like, why are you charging so much for coffee? Like, <laughs> so I had to figure all that out. And then I had to come up with the menu. So, like, what kind of menu was I thinking? Am I doing American traditional? Like, what kind of menu am I planning on running? So I decided to go with uh, American traditional, some steaks, scampies, um, burgers, sandwiches, basic little salads, and stuff like that. So. You know, it was a cool, it's a cool menu concept that I designed. You're gonna have a bar menu soon that I have to design, but I haven't figured out what I want to do yet. And then, 
I need to figure out Yes, yeah, so I have to figure out how to do, I have to figure that out, and then once we do, you know, it's just the moves from there. I mean, nothing really, it wasn't really that difficult to set up the vendors. Um, so, like I said, if you're going to do it yourself, you know, just make sure you have your licenses ready. Um, like, depending on your state, you know, I'm in California, so, you know, you need a tax ID or a tax, a business tax thing. And so if you're going to set that up yourself, just make sure you have that ready because they're going to ask you for it or when they come out, they're going to ask you for it. If you're going to go with juice, you know, figure out where you can get the juice. Like if you're a small business that, you know, you're going to go to like simple restaurants, Depot or something like that. You're not going to use like Cisco because I don't know what the requirements are to set up Cisco. But, you know, if you're not going to do that, you know, just, just make sure you're going to be able to get it easily. Like for me, like I get soda and juice from Cisco, but if I can't do, I can't get it from Cisco or I need it ASAP, you know, I can go to Restaurant Depot to get the juice box or the soda boxes. I don't know if they have the juice, but my coffee company can actually bring me juice if I needed it. But, you know, it's a different, it's a different thing. Um, I think if you're going to get, if you're going to be serving coffee, I mean, if you have the money for it, just buy your own coffee machines. The, the benefits of having a coffee company is um, maintenance. You know, you don't have to worry about the maintenance on it. Like, well, every coffee company is different. Some of them charge you for maintenance, but the one I went with, they don't charge me for comp they don't charge me for that. So they come out every time they come out. Like, I think they come out like once a month. They check the machines. They 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 clean them out. They do the liming. They change the filters and stuff like that. Oh, and make sure you have adequate water lines because some of the all these are going to require water lines. And make sure when you put the water lines in place, or when you when you get the company when you set up the install, make sure you ask like like for Coke. Make sure you ask them to also set up a filter for your water lines because um, that was one thing I overstock. I did that was an oversight on my side. I forgot. Does it get filters on it? So the, so the soda tasted fucking weird. Like, <laughs> tasted weird. So, anyways. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, so what I did is when I set up the. When I set up the soda machine company to Coca-Cola. I didn't. I forgot to get the soda to come with the install a filter, and so then I had to call them back, tell them do another work order, and then they came out and saw the filter. So that was fine. And then, um, yeah. So you know, just make sure you set that up so that way when it's um.
Yeah, so make sure when you when you do that, you fucking set up filters. You think it's not important, but trust me, it's important. Like, <laughs> I didn't think about it until it was too late. So just like I said, just make sure when you initially set that up, with, especially with Coke, just be like, hey, I want... I want, you know, you know, water lines installed at the same time, like when you guys come out. I want the water line set up. Um, that way, I want the water lines and filters set up, and then they'll do that. Make sure you have access to a drain, and then that's fine. Because the Coke machine needs a drain, depending who you go with with juice, if you go with juice or not. Um... You know, it's easier that way. And then, let's, what else do I have to set up? When you, oh, what we're saying about coffee. Um, you know, when you set up your coffee machine, the benefits of going with a coffee company is you don't, it's cheaper because all you're doing is paying for, you're not paying for the actual machine. You're just paying for the coffee buying, you know, buying coffee and shit. So make sure you're actually going through a nice volume of coffee when you go, when you set up. So, and then, again, if you just buy the coffee machines outright, you don't have to worry about how much coffee you need to use in a month, just, you know, or how much you need to spend in a month. Just be like, fuck it. I'm just going to spend this much, you know. And then, um, yeah, so just, I, um, yes, yeah, so, you know, there's a ton of coffee companies. Like, because this is the, and then, and then, it's not as easy, though. It's like searching how to do this. You just have to figure it out. Like, you have to type in, like in Google, you have to type in, like, coffee distributors near me. Or hopefully you get at least one vendor. Like, when you're opening a new place, you're going to get vendors. They're going to stop by. It's inevitable they're going to stop by. So, you at least get that. So, that was pretty easy. Um, the other thing with soda, though, you also have to get a CO2 set up. Because obviously soda is carbonated, so you need a CO2 set up. Oh, and then on another note, when you do set up your soda machine as well, so ask to get a water line, like a water dispense put in. So just make sure when you're setting up your soda, there's a lot of things that you need to set up for the soda. So when they come out, soda, obviously the soda part's important, which kind of fountain you want, your choice. Freestyle. Classic six dispenser. I do classic six dispenser, and then if you want ice, I think if you want to add the ice machine, you have to do it separately. But I don't need the ice machine. I have a separate ice machine for that. Make sure you tell them you want the you want a water filter set up for the water line for the co for the soda machine, and to install uh, a carbonated water dispenser and a soda and a regular water dispenser. And then from there, you have to set up your CO2 machine company. So. Coca-Cola will set up the CO2 machine, like the CO2 compressor and lines and all that, but they will not provide you with CO2. So you're going to have to call a different CO2 company, and then uh, just depending on how big your establishment is and how much CO2 you're going to need, you figure that out by yourself. There's 25-pound tanks. There's 50-pound tanks. I only need a 25-pound tank. Most of them require you have two, one as a backup and one to use at all times, so you're constantly replacing at least one. Um you can have as many as you want. It just obviously depends on your volume and how much you're going through it. So, yeah. So, setting up juices and shit's not easy. And then, obviously, you want to figure out how you're going to source your product. Like, are you going to go to a farmer's market? Are you going to have a produce company? Produce companies are super easy to set up. You just, it's just calling them. 
hey, I want to open an account, open an account, and you're done. Uh, Cisco, I've never opened a Cisco account or a U.S. Foods account, so I don't really know the setup for that. So just be you're on your own on that one. But I'm pretty sure it's just as easy. Because I don't know if you need, like, I don't know what the requirements are, but I'm pretty sure it's just, like, produce you need. Just call them up. Send, they'll send you a credit app, and then you're good to go. And then actually just trying to get things set up on either having a company card or getting things set up on Net30 account, Net30 terms, just so it gives you the wiggle room throughout the month, you know, to pay off your balances and stuff. Don't go into debt to these companies because you're going to get fucked. Just, you know, if you took out a loan to start your business, start your restaurant, you know, you know be careful. Um, just know when you do open restaurants, you unfortunately the statistics aren't on your side but you're most likely going to fail um but you know that's why in this day and age it's a lot harder to fail because you have social media on your side as long as you build up a good following before you open you should be okay so my recommendations like start off slow like if you're thinking all right i want to open up a restaurant a food truck whatever start small uh start Street vending is legal. Start on the street, man. Low overhead, super simple. It gives you that weird, crazy buzz about. Um, I mean, it's you don't have to, but for me, depending what you're making, you could do it on the street. Like if you know, propane is not super expensive, but it's not super cheap, and um, you know, just need a couple things. You need a, a truck, and then just something to carry all that crap. Anyways, you know, start off slow, build some buzz, like, you know, cook your shit at home, like, what you're, whatever you're going to serve, do that at home, do, like, plating presentations, do pop-ups, do, you know, have people, have family over, just, just show them what you got, have family and friends over, do, like, little tastings, um, you know, just build that buzz on your own, on your own social media, or on the social media of your, uh, create, like, an Instagram or something for your product, and then go from there, and then, um yeah so it's just, it's just simple things like that and then that way when you do decide to go balls to the wall i'm gonna get a food truck i'm gonna get a you know brick and mortar you're good to go you just you 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 know what you're gonna do you you have the clients or not clients but you have the fan base there you know and then once you do again social media is king like you know advertising is king like if you do social media it's free well, freak because you're posting it, but if you could, you could do paid ads on social media, you know, getting a website is really important. Getting a website, getting your ass, on, getting your stuff on Yelp is really important. Um, getting on Google searches is really important. So you know all that, you know, you can do it yourself. You can hire someone to help you with that. Like, like you can hire me for my restaurant consulting. You know, I can help you with your opening, you know, your startup, and then you can hire my other company, which they both tie in together, uh, 1993designs.com. You can hire me for, you know, we can, it all encompasses together. Like, you'll get billed from the restaurant, my restaurant group. Um, you'll get billed on there for that part, and then when you're ready to go that other end, like website design, all that shit, you know, you'll get billed from there. So, um, but yeah, so just, like I said, just, it's it's a lot of planning before you do it you can you don't necessarily have to do it you get lucky and just like i'm gonna open up and then boom open up and then maybe like i said if you get a quick following on instagram you know you're good to go you know anything food related on instagram is gonna get likes so 
yeah, so it's just a lot of opening up is the hardest part. But, you know, and then obviously staying afloat is hard because, you know, you have to make sure you're making enough. You know, you've you got to make sure you have good tracking. You know, you have good P&L statements. You have good, you know, you can use QuickBooks. You can use Excel. You can use, you can hire a CPA or I think it's, yeah, CPA. You can just, 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 just be smart. Like when you open up, like just be smart with how, where your money's know where your money is going. Give yourself a budget for the month. Like opening up a restaurant is a huge financial risk because there's so much money that goes into opening up a restaurant compared to other businesses. Like, like I said, when you open up a restaurant, you need to get well first somebody somebody in the establishment needs to have serve safe. Do not fucking mistake, you know. Somebody needs to have a serve safe certification, um, which is like the expensive. Like obviously you're gonna have to get food handlers from your, your staff. But a manager there has to have a ServeSafe certification. Like me as the executive chef, I have ServeSafe. That one is done in a classroom setting, so you have to go somewhere. It has to be proctored in California, state of California. It has to be proctored. You can't. You could do food handlers online, but if you're gonna try to get the ServeSafe certification, it needs to be proctored. So, um, yeah. So just make sure you know that's something you're taking care of, and then on top of that. Um, but yeah, so like I said, this, okay, so there's that, there's opening that. So you need money for that, which is like a hundred bucks. And then you need money for, okay, let's go the food truck route, right? You need money to buy the food truck, which is at least 30 G's, not even, maybe, I don't really know what food trucks go for, but let's say it's 30 G's for a food truck, fully equipped. You just need, a, you just need a, the graphics, right? So, um, so you got the food truck, right? It's fully equipped. It has all the appliances you need. Let's let's go with let's let's uh, perfect world. Every I mean not perfect world, but you know let's just say perfect perfect numbers and shit. It's um yeah let's say okay let's go cheap end truck fully loaded 25 G's. Uh, all the appliances work. You're good to go on that. Okay, so now you need to buy um containers to go containers uh, you need to get you know your oils your spices your spices aren't cheap man like let me tell you uh, getting a one pound thing of ginger or, or fucking garlic powder sixteen dollars and then you know depending on how many how many you fucking need sixteen dollars and up black pepper black pepper is thirty dollars a pound you know it's 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 crazy so you still need that so let's say you need another like 2000 just to buy just to load it up like with your pans pans aren't cheap either like you know especially if you want them to last you pans aren't cheap you want to just go the cheap route which you're going to be paying more at the end over the long term you're going to be paying more you're going to be paying about the same you know pans aren't cheap you know all the small stuff that you don't think about like measuring cups measuring spoons pots pans uh fire extinguishers uh you know spatulas turners dishers all that stuff is expensive dog like i told you guys in the beginning when i op the restaurant i opened well i helped um i came into this brand new the smallwares we spent forty seven thousand dollars on smallwares um that's just smallwares that's not even that's not including the appliances that's not include and the appliances are top of the line all right fucking the stove the oven the flat top the the fryer the steamer the steam table the prep line top of the line 
I I want to say at least a hundred grand on the on the line. So it's not like I said. And opening up a restaurant is a financial pit because if you buy food, you don't sell that food, it goes to waste. That's waste right there. That's loss in profit. You have to be smart about your purchasing. You can't you can't just be like, oh, I'm gonna buy 50 pounds of chicken and you only sell 10 pounds in a week, and you don't have the freezer space to freeze it. Like, dude, that's all lost profit, you know. So, um, so you got to be careful with that too, and you know, it's just, um, so you just have to be careful with that. Like I said, either if you're gonna do it on your own, do it on your own. But if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, and you're just, um, and you're just gonna fucking be like one of these guys that has no restaurant experience, but they're like, oh, how hard can it be? motherfucker the shit is not easy all right some people can get lucky and you know you you got lucky you know you, you did it you you built it up a, a following and and it, and it stayed that way um i want to say it's 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 40 percent skill and 60 percent luck like i think just with any business it's, it's luck if you pull it off it's 40% skill, but, you know, like I said, just don't take it lightly, it's, it's a financial drain, because again, it's not like opening a retail store where, okay, you bought $100,000 worth of merch, but, and it's not selling, okay, whatever, you're gonna have to sit on that until you sell it, it's not like you buy too much food, and it's not selling, you can't just sit on that until you sell it, it's gonna go bad, obviously, so, so yeah, so that's just, a small thing of of uh, opening of the opening diaries. Um, like I said, you can follow me on social medias. Uh, you can message me on at um at the commuting no the the commuting chef podcast at gmail.com. Message me for questions. If you want to hire me as your restaurant consultant, let me know. I have again, I have my own restaurant consulting group. If you want to hire me for web design for your existing business, again, you can hire me for web design 993 design so if you want to see my website it's 993designs.com just uh shoot me an email on the contact form where we can go from there um thank you for listening next episode will be i don't know what the next episode will be about but thank you to all the people who did follow the this this podcast last year and i kind of just like i was super busy at my last job i had like no time to even take a piss dog like my last job was super crazy. I'm back at it, though, in a new job, new spot. Not as crazy. I can have more time to, to handle other projects. So drop me a line. Thank you for the likes. Thank you for the downloads. I will get this podcast on other plat- streaming platforms. But for right now, it's on Podbean. Thank you again. Until next time, peace.